Basement Booker's Podcast. Look in my eyes, what do you see? It's my computer monitor TV. I'm taking off these glasses. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. Basement Chair here with the reigning champion of the basement, Rich Riz, which means he guessed more better than me at the most recent pay-per-view. But welcome. Let's briefly talk about it. We're a wrestling podcast. We're over 40. We love the stories. We're going to talk about it. Let's get going. Rich, what, what? What's up, man? I'm happy to have you here on this podcast you happen to be a part of. Happy to be here, bro, as always. Uh, Trish... Trish did something this week. She stepped in for an injured Lita. Someone attacked her. We don't know who oh, yet. Trish Stratus. Yes. There's okay, only, so one, Trish... only one Trish in wrestling, bro. Look, I know a guy, and he was there, and he saw. He said that the attacker had enormous chest. And that's only one person that Braun fits Strowman? that description. Trish Stratus's chest is bigger than Braun Strowman's. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. I'm positive. Because Braun Strowman's never had milk in there. Trish Stratus has had milk in there. Because that's the way it is. If you, you know, at one point, she, she's, you know, she's had children. She's breastfed. So mm-hmm. at one point, there was. This isn't about milk. This, we don't know what this is about. We don't know why Trish Stratus uh, attacked Lita to be, I guess, obviously, it's jealousy. She wants to be the tag team champions and figure she'd replace her, but they lost the match. Trish Stratus gets pinned. The Becky Lynch loses the championships. Trish Stratus attacks Becky Lynch. I don't know what this is about. What I do know is it's probably about jealousy and the fact that uh, Becky Lynch is mad disrespectful or something. It's going to be one of those things. It's like you, you bunch of young Whippersnappers, you forgot all about what it means when I was around and when it was me and, and Lita and when it was just us main eventing. And now look at her, you know, and I, I got I, I was doing her a favor. A lot of shakeups happening before the shakeup being the WWE draft in two weeks. Until the draft happens, I don't think it's I'm not everything ever since Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown lately have been hit or miss. I don't, I'm not as excited as I would normally be because the bar is set all the way up to here. And then what we get is like, oh, okay. So you just traded this. It's like, okay, there's no, I don't know what change you could possibly do to make this the most important draft ever of all time in the history of drafts mm-hmm. outside of breaking up the bloodline. If, if that's even possible, considering the power that Roman Reigns we're believed to have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, or, you know, w- what could happen with judgment day, you know, things like that, which when is, when is backlash? Backlash is May 6th, which is after the draft. Okay. So we could have changes in the factions before backlash. Mm-hmm. We could see Otis split up with Chad. We could see, any tag team outside of uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, if they're even going to be the tag team champions, understand? Because there's uh, this 
pay-per-view that's going to be in Saudi Arabia is being called Night of Champions now. It was going to be a king and queen of the ring, but for obvious reasons, they're not doing that. They're going to do a Night of the Champions to celebrate uh, Roman Reigns' 1,000 days. And Night of Champions would be the tag team championships. And Sami Zayn does not travel over there for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So there may be a title change just for that. I know a lot of people are going to be upset about that, but what are you supposed to do? At the end of the day, it's a business, and they'll put the titles back on them anyway. Mm-hmm. So this it's well-documented. No one here is, like, flip-flopping, okay, but it's going to happen. Let's just, just, let's just move past obvious stuff. You know, let's just – these are just circumstances. Cash rules everything around you. It's all about that cream. So just now, chill on that. Now, if they didn't want to make it obvious – who other than the Usos could Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens drop to? I would suggest Street Profits. I would also suggest the Street Profits. Currently, they're not involved in that storyline, but they kind of are. Like, they've come across each other in the rampway. They did have nice feuds and all that. They did technically won the WrestleMania Showcase, so maybe that could have meant something outside of, it was a damn good match. Mm-hmm. Maybe there should have been a little bit of stakes of that. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, as far as I'm concerned, should have been the number one contenders for the women's championships because of the WrestleMania match. But because I guess they didn't think, oh, that might be a good idea to have it where, oh, look, we have these matches. Whoever wins, because they're the best in this showcase at the showcase of the mortals. Why not let that be the first uh, people to go against and for the undisputed tag team championships? It's mm-hmm. not like rematches are guaranteed to people who lose championships. Last mm-hmm. I checked, not here. Correct. Or the rules are whatever they want them to be. So, I don't know, just a suggestion from a basement booker on a mm-hmm. podcast, a mark. Yeah, and it's not the first time that was brought up. I believe I mentioned that those showcase matches should have been for something also. And I did suggest a number one contendership. But while we're on the topic Or a of pony. The... Or a pony. Yeah. But while we're on the topic of a tag team champion, Sami Zayn is now a tag team champion, as we know. So, per our rules of the TV championships, Sami Zayn must relinquish the Basement Booker's World Television title. Who do you think picks that up? Gotta have to be Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the new uh, undisputed Basement Booker's Television champion. To me, that's a no-brainer. So, by not winning the Undisputed Universal Championship, Cody, you have gained something far superior. A rubber chicken. No, the Undisputed Basement Booker's Television Championship. Keep up. Yes, that too. Jeez. (laughs) I'm like, I'm swimming upstream, and I can't swim. All right. So, that being said... Congratulations to Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, and the Basement Booker's World Television Champion. Hard times breed Booker men. And don't Booker forget, men. don't forget, his father is Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, his father is Dusty Rhodes, one of the greatest Bookers of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> he was a Booker, right? I'm not an idiot, am I? He was a no, I am, but okay, good. Excellent. I yeah, think if- in, the N- in the NWA, he was a Booker. If the Basement Booker's podcast had, like, a pantheon, we could have him there. Just, just dusty with his cowboy boots and he's got his hat. 
Mm-hmm. My favorite is the, what he wears on the Hard Times promo. He's got like the blazer and the the, the button down and the tie is his jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, Dusty's going to Dusty. Word up. But you know who's not going to Dusty? Cody Rhodes, who, uh, right. who is it. Uh, he said that he is am it. He am it. Um, that's a quote. Not really a quote. But great promo. Again, proving why he's still in this. He's laid down the gauntlet. He has challenged the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar, the beast of both worlds, to a match at what he said, and people lost their minds on Twitter. It's amazing. You can't just slip up. Or He said uh, WrestleMania backlash. Like, remember when they did that last year? Mm-hmm. And, he, and they're like, oh, he, are they doing that again? It's so dumb. I didn't think it was that dumb. It's kind of silly. But, you know, settle down. Still a good promo. Uh, he still, imagine for years, imagine Basement Booker's podcast listener. You are a professional wrestler, and you are in the middle of a ring, and you are challenging Brock Lesnar to a wrestling match in Puerto Rico at Backlash. Are you going to keep your nerves straight, all these things flowing through your body? You know, maybe he was in his head. Like, you never had that happen to you. Some of us live in our heads. So just... It's okay, man. But yeah, people lost it. I don't know if you caught that or if I'm just talking crazy, but I spent a lot of time on Twitter. I have I ca- <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch people losing their minds over it. I feel like there are more important things. But I guess they've been on Cody because the rubber chicken was quite a memeable moment, as we've seen. But yeah, if, if I'm challenging Brock Lesnar... Things are certainly flowing, and it's not only words. I hear you. And to make it past the censors, I won't even say what you mean by that. But every opening. Now, listen, all I want to say is that we are in for it. We are in for a battle. Brock Lesnar might destroy Cody. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But I'm looking forward to see them. I'm looking forward to what, what a matchup that is. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna? What kind of match are we getting here? Are we getting a Brock Lesnar match? Are we getting a Cody Rhodes match? We're probably getting a Brock Lesnar match. Could Brock Lesnar do what he won't do? It's like if he don't. If I, all right, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm not behind the scenes. But it, I, if he's got, if he he's probably Vince. Like, listen, this is what we need. You think you can make this happen? He's like, all right, I know what to do. And he, and we just do it that way. Unless they give him instructions, they're like, all right, we'll do it that way. And I, I guess it depends. But the way I, from our interviews I hear and stuff, it's like Brock's going to do what he's going to do if he's, like, not, like, your senior. You know what I'm saying? If he's, like, the senior guy. Unless he's, like, in there with The Undertaker, in which case it's The Undertaker. Then again, we still don't know. Paul Heyman has it in the head of every professional wrestling fan. Was it actually intentional? Or did Brock Lesnar break the streak because Brock Lesnar wanted to break the streak? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> you call me add- Mark. That's what I am. I'm on this Facebook podcast. I'm, I'm 40. I'm, ta- I'm still talking about wrestling. So nine years, baby. What, what do you want me to do? But it could be. It could not be. But ask yourself. If Brock Lesnar didn't want to, he wouldn't have to. He's Brock Lesnar. There's just 
there's just people that are Brock Lesnar's, and then there's not Brock Lesnar's. He's the alpha male of our species. It's like one guy. Mm-hmm. Like know. what? What would Vince do? Fire him and then rehire him in in another year or two with an extra zero at the end. As far as I'm concerned, he's like on retainer not to sign with AEW. And they've only recently decided Goldberg's not worth to keep on retainer to keep from AEW. Uh, Or they could have like some kind of Legends deal or something or whatever if they want to, but that's neither here nor there. That's like a whole other episode of speculations. So we'll just throw that on the back burner just I'll flip it backwards if you feel what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm gonna speak for myself here. I it's it's well known. I am not an AEW hater. I watch it. I like the product. Of course, both products have room to improve, but I do not see Brock Lesnar or Goldberg ever going to AEW. I just don't. I would love to see Goldberg wrestle Sting. I want to see your head explode in real time. Could you imagine? We'd have to film it. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's well documented. I'm surprised you didn't go for the triple threat with Christian. No, that. So Christian Cage now has a. Uh, he has. A, I feel that he is. Um, Maybe you folks watched a uh, sophisticated film from my youth called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, I feel that uh, they've used some mutagen on uh, Luchasaurus, and he's become more dinosaur than man now. He, he's got like a shoulder thing now. He almost looks like, a, I don't know, it looks kind of like a, like a Super Shredder thing almost like over there. But played by Kevin Nash. Anyway. Um, probably that's, tore his quad. There you go. We talked about AEW, so stop it. We like AEW. <laughs> All right. Judgment Day. Yes, ye be judged. This is the Judgment Day segment where we're going to talk about. Let's talk about Bad Buddy. Let's talk about Rey Mysterio. Let's talk about Dominic Mysterio. Let's talk about Damian Priest. Let's talk about Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, the LWL. We're just going to talk about the Judgment Day and Bad Buddy angle, which is huge right now. Uh, basically, Damian Priest is like, listen, man, this is my family, and you're my friend. That wasn't cool. That about right? Yep, that's pretty much it. One thing that is related to this um, is the LWO, and, you know, because Rey Mysterio has been feuding, obviously, with Dom, as we know, and everything, but now I know Rey has had Legato del Fantasma in his corner for a while now with this, but I feel like them just renaming themselves collectively as the LWO was kind of just sudden, and it didn't really mean anything. It was backstage, he was just handing out t-shirts, hey, this is us now, and it was like, it didn't doesn't seem to have meant anything. It, it, in fact, when... Finn Balor had a match this week. No, Damian Priest had a match against Santos Escobar, and Ray wasn't even ringside. Ray came out later, so yeah, to make the save to get the pop because they were attacking him afterwards. Right, but if you coming out to get the pop, are you 
part of the faction or are you still just like an affiliate? Hey, I don't book this. But if you're if you're if you're in a faction, you should really be down there because that's how the actually good factions function. And we were talking about how I I was LWO to me was just a copy of a copy of a copy when it comes to factions. And talking about this and realizing how silly I am for not even thinking what my capitalist brain because backlashes in Puerto Rico they want an arena full of LWO t-shirts they want to sell LWO t-shirts because Legato Fantasma is already a faction if anything it should have been like Ray you're in because you're a legend you know, you're 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 with me here. You know, it's not it's a partnership. We're together on this. This isn't like a Andrade and AEW situation. What what they were doing. This is a mutual uh, like a respect thing. But they want to sell T-shirts. It's about the market. That's the way it's always been. So I I've since realized the error of my ways of not thinking. Cash rules everything around me. It's cream. It's cream. That's right. And did you notice, speaking of capitalism, that there are two versions of the LWO shirt? There's the one with the Mexican colors and the one with the red, white, and blue for Puerto Rico? Uh, that's smart. So there you go. They mm-hmm. want to fill that arena up, and I can't blame them. That, that You got to think optics and, and filling up that wallet, and it's like, oh, you got one, I got one. It's even cool where it's like, you know, solidarity. It's unifying. It's really cool. I like that about wrestling shirts, so... There we go. We, we figured it out right here. Here, right here on the Basement Bookers podcast. Yeah, so there's um, even an opportunity for a third version because Joaquin Wilde is of Filipino descent. I didn't even talk about Bad Bunny. Oh, um, look, he's uh, apparently he's got like injuries or something, storyline injuries, a shoulder. So, you know, get well, get well soon. People care. I care. Uh, I would love to see uh, if he's gotten even better from what he did before so mm-hmm. yeah yeah the storyline injury is a separated shoulder i mean duct tape will just right there you know i think they call it kinesio tape in wrestling yeah i mean it's just black duct tape i don't know what you're kind of talking about because i have that in the house so <laughs> it's the same thing i never tried the kinesio tape so i don't know but i believe oh. you yeah you should Bloodline. We had some progression as we typically do, or at least some illusions. But amid all of that was the return of Matt Riddle. We saw him run out to make the save on Raw, which actually was a little legit because there were travel delays. So he actually was delayed. Right. That's this episode. It is, which is why Raw kind of wasn't so great, because up to a third of the talent that was scheduled got delayed. So it was like a Vince Raw with the chaos sometimes, but without Vince. Right. It was sort of just like a a naturally occurring bit of chaos. That happens sometimes. And expect more in the future. Hope not. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too, man. Weather and stuff like that. You know, planes. Weird. There was a backstage segment on SmackDown where Sami Zayn was talking to Riddle and then Kevin Owens made his points. And then Riddle replied 
And I have to be honest, this is the best promo I've ever heard from Matt Riddle. I don't know if it's due to his, you know, now thankful sobriety, or if it's just because this is the first time that we're actually seeing him in a more serious role on TV where it it felt so much more genuine and it connected it landed it felt good i enjoyed this uh this promo from riddle where he, he tells kevin owens he can't control how the bloodline wanted to put him on the shelf but he can't control how prepared he is for the match and how much pain he inflicts on solo sokoa for the 118 days that he put him out for hmm. so i thought very well done uh you know Riddle fell victim to over uh, simplification. Uh, what I want him to do on Monday Night Raw, I want Riddle to go out there and final flash Kevin Owens or something, and then Sami Zayn, and then Solo Sokoa, and then the Usos, and then I like like how Stone Cold would just or like if. HBK is like super kicking people. I don't care. Something like that. Just because he was left laying after getting Samoan spiked by the guy who 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 took him out in the first mm. place. So if he's supposed to be like lethal bro over here, which makes sense. The last time you see him, he wins a fight pit match against Seth Rollins and then he disappears because of what happened to him. And we got nothing from that. There's no follow up. The only mm. follow up is him out. Taking care of the demon problem. Mm. Yeah, this is Riddle's opportunity to really look strong and an overlooked member of the WWE roster that started in UFC. So when the merger happens, we might see some crossover with him as well, which would be also Dana White eating some crow because, but then again, Riddle is sober now and arguably. Riddle was fired from UFC for marijuana use, for for substance use in general. I don't know if it was specifically marijuana. I don't know what they found, but that was one of the reasons for his release from UFC. Time times change. Don't worry about that. Listen, just hire John Jones. Make whatever piece you got to make. Get John Jones in there. Get me Matt Riddle versus John Jones. In a wrestling ring, and I don't care. Just take the money. Let's let's get busy. Let's get busy. You got UFC and WWE, and it's run by like the guys in Hollywood. Just do it. Just do it. We need this now. The world is in peril. The people. The man, John Jones in WWE. My people, I mean me and Rich Riz and a lot of other people probably. It'd be great. Are you kidding me? If we can't get John Jones versus Brock Lesnar in the octagon, let's get into the squared circle. Let's get in the squared circle tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you know, after some training, obviously, you know. But it's easy for them. They just, the UFC guys, you know, they just pick it up. Yo, get Lambert in there. I don't care. Do what you got to do. You could just, this is bank, man. But don't forget about your homegrown talent on both sides. You know what I'm saying? Let's, if we're together, take advantage of being together. Let's go. Mm-hmm. 
another natural crossover from UFC to WWE, of course, would be Conor McGregor. Well, yeah, we spoke. That's right. We did talk about him last week, and it still stands. As you know, obviously, these are characters, people that are characters should be used, and they, you know, age might play a factor. But what about star power? No one cares about your age if you're, you know, a superstar. Mm-hmm. And you want to see such cool stuff. Imagine the kind of like superstars you can make out of these athletes who have who are not in scripted fights because people keep throwing that word around. I don't know what that means. Are you telling me wrestling scripted? That sounds like fake news. It sounds like fake news to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of malarkey. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and this this opens up the door for. WWE to sort of be a pre-retirement for some UFC fighters that are about to age out, or even some guys that may, and and women that I just general guys that maybe they're not doing as well as they thought. Maybe they don't have as great of a record, and they can just go over to WWE and do that instead. Let Vince take a look at your heavyweight division. He's gonna lose his mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know the chair. He's got. It's gonna be. It, just let him look, and it's. You have. You can shape. You shape them. You know they've got the looks and they did the, the size and it's like you just gotta put the the creative in there and then, who knows what the. Heck. And back to the bloodline stuff. The main event of SmackDown. Before the main event, I should say, Paul Heyman had some interesting words and visual cues. This was in the ring. This wasn't even backstage. Mm -hmm. This was right before the match. Yep, the in-ring segment. He guarantees that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will lose the tag titles because Roman Reigns is losing, losing patience with, quote, the two of you. But he's standing behind the Usos, and he is clearly looking at the Usos and not... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn when he says that part. Was Solo Sokoa also looking at the Usos? Ooh, that is a good question. That, I right? should we should rewatch. Alright. Should we pull it up? Well, right. So yeah, Solo wasn't looking at them. So who maybe he his mind because he it, it looked like just like Sammy said that Solo was he might have taken Jay out. You know, it looked like he would have taken Jay out if he had to. Yep. But speaking of Solo, earlier in the show, uh, we saw Paul Heyman trying to hype Solo up for the match and everything. And he says, he insulted the Usos. He insulted Afa and Sika and Rikishi. And Solo stops him and just says, tell the tribal chief, I got this. And it makes you wonder, did he just want Heyman to shut up? Or is he seeing through the obvious to us, the viewers at least, manipulation. I don't know if it's that or it's like Solo doesn't like to talk, so I don't imagine he likes that people talk too much. You know what I mean? If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I think. It could. I mean, you might very well be correct on this, but I think sometimes people talk too much. Like I'm trying to focus. I, I know what I'm gonna do. I know what I can do. I don't need I don't need to be gassed up by you. 
I don't need a pep talk because I do what I do. Mm-hmm. So it could be that. But one thing we've seen in this storyline is they'll plant a seed, let it grow, but not come back to it until it's already like a full-grown tree. Yeah. Look, I'm in a cave. All right. That's I why I don't have bright lights like you. You have the sun, but I don't. I'm in a cave. Just so just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm in a cave. I could I could send you something. Solo's coming after me, which is why I know he doesn't need a pep talk is the point. Just don't tell him where I am. He won't hear it from me. All right. Hopefully he doesn't find us podcast. Mm-hmm. It'd be a shame if somebody sent this to Solo Sokoa. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't share this. Mm. Like a phone? Yeah, that's me. Not the me. palm of your hand. Okay, right. That, that, I'm just making that, sure. That's me miming. Hit, hit All right, that. I wasn't sure if you wanted to have a, a subscription button on your palm or not, because I could make that happen. Well, once we eventually get, like, intangible smartphones. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Basement Bookers podcast. Uh, and, uh, of course, as usual, this is the portion of the podcast where we beg for our supper. And uh, it says here that a lot of you check out the channel, which is awesome, are not subscribed. So if you feel like uh, we earned it, um, great. Uh, if not, I'm sure your favorite YouTuber would love that. So... Give it to them. Give them a like. Hook them up. Let them make more stuff. We need more good stuff. I like this podcast. I love doing this. So if you think that that's, you know, hey. And if this episode wasn't for you, guess what? There's a pretty good episode right before it and before that. So, you know, because there's different things for everybody. So we'll be back. Uh, Next week's episode is going to be a very special episode. Um, you don't. You definitely don't want to miss that, especially if you want to laugh at people and mock them, and especially if it's just us. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, it's it's an episode that is nine years in the making. Let's just say that. So the reckoning is upon us. Don't forget to check out our link tree. It's linked below. It's got all of our social media. And the Gmail, basementbookers at Gmail. And check out Basement Bookers Pod on Instagram. We have a TikTok. There's some stuff there, but uh, Instagram mainly. And uh, as usual, thanks for the support. We appreciate it. And as always, just got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the Bookers. Basement Bookers Podcast.